Our first guest, armed with wit and an appetite for hard work, blessed by good luck and good looks, and fueled by passion for better places, Dan Carmody has led small businesses and nonprofits during a career focused on reviving what were called Rust Belt cities. He's done a tremendous job the last 14 years with the pleasure and privilege of serving as president of Eastern Market Partnership, the nonprofit that manages and promotes one of Detroit's most venerable institutions. Dan Carmody, it's always a pleasure to speak with you as president of Eastern Market. Likewise, Paul. Good day to you, sir. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for talking about all the great things that are going on. I have to tell you up front, uh, though I don't get to get there as much as I'd like, I feel like I'm there at Eastern Market every week, just like Cindy Paskey, who who puts it all, <laughs> archives it all on Instagram. I think virtually every weekend she's in the area, she's at Eastern Market. Yeah, Cindy's uh, Saturdays are interesting. It's like Lithuania. Uh, or Easter Market, you know, right. when she's tra- wherever she's traveling in the world for business, uh, or Easter Market if she's home on Saturdays. So. It's true. It's true. She's, you you, you have she's been a one she's been a wonderful asset to the market. By the way, uh, serving on our board for the last few years, and uh, she just was elected uh, chair of the board uh, last month. So. Well, good for Cindy Paskey. She's been uh, great for Detroit. Period. Great for Michigan. Period. And, and yes. as you say, with her business, great for the world, all over the world. Uh, and and you've been great for Eastern Market. You've you've done a lot of uh, you've done a lot of partnerships that I think have helped a lot with Eastern Market. Talk to me about some of those. Yeah, well, we you know we work. Um, a lot of people know us, you know, obviously for the Saturday Market, but we're engaged in a lot of work around two topics that are around food that aren't necessarily just related to the market. One is improving people's access to healthy and nutritious food. And I think the the recent pandemic highlighted uh, those people that had a healthier diet, uh, had healthier immune systems, and they stood up better to the onslaught from the pandemic. And so in that work, we have innumerable partnerships. We're, we're proud to be part of something called Detroit Community Markets, which we uh, are one of a number, I think, 15 different organizations that come together to figure out how to promote and best manage a, a series of neighborhood farmers markets throughout the city. We try to find that organization marketing dollars for support and professional development for who manages those markets. And so that's a very rewarding partnership. In the world of uh, healthcare, we're, we're working with a number of partners, area hospitals and, and uh, clinics promote the concept of what we call fresh prescription, which is doctors writing prescriptions for patients that have ailments like type 2 diabetes that can be treated with a better diet. And actually working in the long term there to see if that food can't be, uh, you know, reimbursable expense from your Medicaid, Medicare uh, coverage. So those partnerships are instrumental in trying to change the conversation around the dinner table and sometimes the content of that dinner table to focus on food and health. On the other hand, we work with a lot of partners trying to grow Eastern Market to do two things. One is incubate and accelerate the number of new food companies coming from the bottom up, as well as retaining and attracting larger, more established food companies that are already in the Eastern Market District. 
So in the last few years, we've been able to keep a major expansion by Wolverine Foods. That was uh, 140,000 square feet, uh, 150 jobs. You know, the market is, a, is an important job center for Detroit. Altogether, about 6,400 people work in the market district. About 2,000 of them are in food processing and distribution. Many of those companies are landlocked, and we, we had to provide space for them to stay. And so about five years ago, we started working with the city of Detroit and all its many organs to try to figure out how to take a strategy we came up with and, and drill down and make a framework that's actually implementable. So partners there include Detroit Economic Growth Corporation, the City Planning and Development Department, uh, the Fiscal uh, Agency of the City Council, the City Planning Commission. All of those organizations we're working with to try to do the things that are necessary to sustain Eastern Market as a place that's still about food. And also uh, in the core area where some of the older buildings that have been in food use for hundreds, tens if not hundreds of years, um, those buildings are attractive to convert to other uses. And while we still we want that, that to happen, we still want to keep affordable space for small food businesses and affordable space for those long-time businesses that have been with us that may not be able to sustain an uptick in rent. So we work with a lot of agencies to try to maintain the authenticity of Eastern Market. Uh, so that's just a little sketch of some of the partnerships we have going. Well, it's uh, you've responded well to the challenges uh, brought about by the pandemic. Uh, you're you're more than just still standing. You're still uh, fulfilling your role of bringing people together to celebrate good food and each other. With the uh, Saturday market being open weekly, six a.m. to four p.m. and that's year round. Explain the uh, Saturday market food boxes. Well, you know, we never closed during the pandemic, and the pandemic certainly created you know some problems for us. Uh, a year ago, and normally we go from our sort of slow winter season and explode into our busy season, the year the flower season, the spring season, uh, the market vanished. And while we never closed, uh, the number of shoppers, indeed the number of vendors who came to the market, instead of increasing in April, uh, dropped the bottom dropped out. And so, you know, instead of going from 3,000 to 30,000 customers, we went from 3,000 to 800 customers on one particular Saturday. And people just didn't feel safe coming out. So our, our our staff, sensing an urgent need both to keep income coming to our growers as well as supplying our customers better than the traditional format, uh, we improvised a curbside pickup to reduce human contact so people could go online, order from their favorite vendors, and then pick it up without having to get out of their car. And that, you know, that peaked in uh, May or June. I think we were up to about 500 boxes a week. Mm. And uh, we kept doing it. Um, uh, and so, you know, we, it's a different, basically it's a different channel for our lenders to sell through. We still do about 100, 150 boxes a week. And so still a lot of people don't feel comfortable coming out. So we'll evaluate it, see if it's a permanent fixture or something that does fade as, as hopefully the pandemic fades. On the topic of food boxes, the thing that really uh, showed, I think, our ability to pivot and meet needs across the spectrum was we were fortunate um, to earn or win two different federal contracts to supply 2,000 food boxes a week that were distributed to needy families in Detroit, people that were struggling during the pandemic. And uh, that, that, 
USDA funding of those food boxes helped to replace a big hole in our budget. You know, we rely on vendor fees and we do a lot of special events where we charge people to use the market during non-market hours. And, uh, you know, our number of vendors, even the best of times last year, is half of what it normally is because we couldn't pack people closely together. And the number of special events we hosted went from many to nil. So we were looking at some major uh, income reductions, but we earned revenue from providing these food boxes, and, and that helped replace some of those lost dollars. But most importantly, we put over $700,000 into the bank accounts of farmers from throughout southeast Michigan. And it really helped a lot of those growers uh, get through the year in good shape. Well, I can only imagine. Dan Carmody here, President, Eastern Market. You mentioned flowers. Spring has sprung, as they say. Uh, flower season uh, uh, at, uh, here and fast approaching in other uh, ways. What's up with Flower Day 2021? Yeah, um, you know, it's still probably not the best idea to gather 200,000 of your closest friends in the course of two days and to buy flowers. So Flower Day, uh, as we have traditionally known, it was will be postponed until 2022. <clears throat> but this year, we're, we're making flowers more accessible um, by jump-starting our Tuesday market. So our throughout the month of May, we'll have a number of flower vendors at our Tuesday market, which will run every Tuesday in May from uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and whether it's Tuesday or Saturday, you'll still be able to come to Eastern Market to get your flowers. And, you know, Flower Day was always the highlight, but it's flower season at Eastern Market. You can always get a great selection of flowers, particularly during May and June, but throughout the growing season all the way into October. Before I let you go, I want to know there at Eastern Market what a food and health fellow is and how one applies for that position. That's a great question. It's that time of year. <clears throat> so the front line of our food access work began out of the back of my Subaru in 2009, where we set up remote farm stands uh, throughout the city of Detroit. And in a normal year, we'll be at 25 or 30 locations trying to make it easier for people to buy fresh fruits and vegetables. And <clears throat> to staff those facilities, we make available seasonal positions for high school, college, and, and slightly older, uh, and slightly, well, slightly, we'll go from, <clears throat> excuse me, 16 up to about 22. Uh, and there's about 25 of those uh, paid internship positions available. And it's a great opportunity for kids to uh, earn some revenue, but also to learn about food and to uh, try to uh, hone their marketing skills as they interact with customers and trying to convince people uh, of uh, the importance of a healthy diet. So if anyone has any passion for, you know, uh, dietetics, uh, public health, uh, improving a lot of your fellow man, we welcome you to apply. And, and please go to our website, uh, www.easternmarket.org, and you'll find uh, a portal that you can make your application. EasternMarket.org, EasternMarket.org, uh, 25 paid internships, age about 16 to 22, to be a food and health fellow. And the whole idea that Dan Carmody has always uh, uh, put front and center is to nourish a healthier, wealthier, happier Detroit. In fact, that's been being done at Eastern Market since 1891. Anything else we need to know, Dan? 
No, uh, just that uh, I hope that you uh, and the family have a great uh, year uh, and uh, that uh, somehow we can uh, kind of put uh, coronavirus in the rearview mirror and, and get on with it. But I think it's still, we've got some, a few more months to go here. I think you're right, but I know we will. And yep. people are still coming to uh, Eastern Market, especially Saturdays, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's year-round. You might run into our old pal, Cindy Paskey, if she's not out of the country on work. But you also might run into Dan Carmody, the president of Eastern Market. Keep up the good work, Dan. Thank you, Paul. That's always a pleasure speaking with you as we continue on Opportunity Detroit.